Good morning, all. How are we all today? That's good. All right. Hello, everyone watching online as well. You're very fortunate to have joined us this morning. Not because I'm up here, but because until 9.01, we didn't have internet. So fortunately, the Lord has provided a way for, for you guys to engage with us this morning. You may have heard a psychological study quoted a fair bit recently that um, we, we have maybe 10%, and if we're really trying hard, 15% of the actual control of our lives that we think we do, which isn't a lot. And a lot of us probably feel like we want more control in our life than that. And uh, I'm feeling that this morning because we had, we had Veronica sort of screaming for about 20 minutes with no explanation before I had to leave for church and kind of stressed out and didn't know it was wrong. Obviously, she's fine now, as you can see, crawling around being an adorable little human. And then we rock up here this morning and there's no internet. And so, oh, we're like, what do we do with the live stream? And can't print out sermon notes. We're like, oh, everything's... Everything's out of control. Let's spiral. We don't actually have that much control compared to what we might think we do, or particularly what we want. And uh, there's a lot of different factors that will contribute to that. And uh, that's a really scary thought for some of us, because we like to be in control. We're very routine and habitual. You know, we like the same thing quite often. Um, But when something messes up that routine or that habit or, or something, it's like, ah! I don't like this. This is scary. Uh, We like to have influence over things. But we don't actually have that much influence over what we think we do. And I think that's a good thing. I think a lot of the time we can't be trusted. You know, as flawed human beings saved by grace, uh, there's a lot of things that we uh, can't really be trusted with. Not quite as well as Jesus could be trusted with anyway. We know, we know that sin has permeated the world. We know that sin has affected us, that we're, we're flawed human beings. But I want to encourage us this morning that the Lord reigns. We don't need to pursue that control. We don't need to try and manipulate things in order for our life to work out. We just need to pursue God and the rest will fall into line. Felicity read out earlier, Psalm 97. That's what we're looking at this morning. And I just adore that psalm. I particularly love just the first three words, the Lord reigns. When I read that, just preparing for the, for the sermon today, I kind of just paused after reading the three words and just, ah, just exhaled because I'm like, ah, that's so good to read, isn't it? You're three words into a psalm and ah, I'm already at peace. The Lord reigns. The Lord is good. There's a lot of peace that comes from that. We can rest in it. We can live within it. We can follow Christ within that as well. The fact that the Lord reigns is such an encouragement to us today. So let's pray just before we uh, jump in a bit deeper this morning. Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful for your word. We thank, we thank you, Lord, that it reveals who you are, that you are a God who reigns. Lord, we, ta- we, we take comfort in that this morning. Uh, we find confidence in that this morning. We find rest and peace in that this morning. And so, Lord, even though there's often times that we want to control things or influence things or stick to our habits or our routines, Lord, at the end of the day, you reign. You are in control and you love us. So, Lord, help us to rest in that this morning. Help that to permeate our hearts and our minds so that we can live with you knowing that. So just guide us this morning as we hear from you, as we open your word together. Uh, Guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Unlike a lot of the Psalms that have an author sort of attributed at the beginning, we don't actually have that for Psalm 97. So we're not too sure who wrote it. Um, but we do know that they had an incredibly healthy and beautiful view of God and who he is. His sovereignty, his reign, his control over all things. And they were definitely a fan of very colourful and dramatic language, you know, very flamboyant. You know, there's beautiful metaphors that help describe the Lord's reign. And so this morning we're just going to touch on a few implications that stand out from this psalm. We're going to reread the psalm at the end because we've already had Felicity share it um, up front this morning. But we're going to read it at the end, but before we get back there again, we're just going to have a, have a quick look at some implications that stand out loud and true from Psalm 97. And the first thing that obviously we talk about is that the Lord does reign. God is so mighty and so powerful and loving, and he's in control. Nothing slips past his net. He's aware of all things. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He reigns. Isn't that comforting? That a God who is so good and so loving is also so powerful and in control. It's comforting when we look at things happening around the world that might concern us. It's comforting when we reflect on our own lives and the challenges that we each face, whether it's our health or our finances or our faith or our career or our whatever. God is still God. Scripture tells us that he never changes. He is still in control. Because God reigns, we can go to him. We can seek him. We can ask him to intervene in our life. And even when we don't get the answers that we'd prefer, he's still in control, isn't he? He hasn't abandoned us. He still lives in us. He's still our Heavenly Father. Jesus is still our Saviour. We are still his children, and our spiritual maturity actually deepens when we follow God, even when it doesn't suit us, even when we don't have, even when we don't have our own requests answered, maybe the way that we would like them to. You know, we, we need to be careful this morning not to fall into that trap of faith or relationship that's purely dependent on transaction. You know, I'm going to follow you, God, in order to get this, this, and this. I'm going to follow you, God, in order for you to turn this part of my life around. Or I'm going to follow you, God, to tick this box and to do that thing. It's all about me. It's all about my benefit. We need to be careful not to fall into that trap. It's not what he intended for a relationship with us. It's not what he intended when he sent his very son Jesus down to die in our place. What he did intend was an intimate relationship with us, a life-on-life journey together where there is constant communication, where there is constant worship, constant reliance upon him, constant obedience to him. That's where our best life has lived. You know, Jesus talks about coming to give us life and life to the full. He means life because prior to that we were in death and sinful, but also life to the full in that life is best received and experienced in obedience and worship and reliance upon him. That is life to the full, as we read in John's Gospel. And this is all possible because the Lord reigns. Nothing is outside of his jurisdiction. The second element to highlight from Psalm 97 is that the Lord reigns over every single idol, every single God with a little g, of this world. You know, I love how the psalm paints the picture 
a beautiful picture of who God is, that even the mountains melt like wax before him. He is that mighty, he is that powerful. There is nothing that will ever take his reign away. No idol, no miniature God, no crafted God. Things that would distract the ancient Israelites, things that would take their focus away from God, not even they can get in the way of God's reign. I would argue this morning that there are still gods in this world, that there are still idols in this world that we put up on a pedestal and that we worship. You know, our world is full of idols. It is full of things that distract us from God, that take our focus away from Christ, that tempt us, that steal our energy and our time and our resources, all of these things that belong to God. Our world is full of things that want to distract us and take away from God's reign. And you might ask yourself the question, well, why do all these things exist if God reigns? If God reigns, if God's in control, why do all these things exist? And the simple answer to that is because we have free will. Even though God maintains overall control and sovereignty and his reign, he doesn't want to overstep our lives and control us. He created us with free will so that we could choose to follow him, choose to love him, choose to worship him. And so when we fall into the trap then of worshipping other gods or coming up with different idols or putting things on pedestals in his place, you know, that's all an outcome of our free will. That's not taking away from God's reign or God's sovereignty or the fact that he's in control. That's just our free will coming into effect in an ungodly way. And it doesn't affect God. It upsets God, but it doesn't affect his reign. God still reigns. And we know that a time will come, thankfully, when Jesus returns, when the world will be cleansed of its sin, of its evil, of its idolatry, we read that the earth will be made perfect again. This is all part of God's reign. This is all part of his sovereignty. This is why we need to submit ourselves to him. I got thinking about God's motivation. You know, why does God maintain this reign that he has? And the best reason I could come up with was because he's predestined the restoration of the world. If God forewent for these things, if he let go of them, then would Jesus be coming back? Would we be going into eternal life with him, with perfect bodies and in perfect surrounds? You know, I feel like God maintains his reign because he has predestined the restoration of the world. God maintains his reign because he has the end in sight. And that's perfect life with you and I, in eternity with him. How much of that is God's motivation for his ongoing reign? I would certainly say it's at least part. So while we might be discouraged when our prayers go unanswered, or when we look around and see scary things happening around the world with war and natural disaster, God is still in control. God maintains his reign. He has the end in sight, just as we should. He maintains that reign because of the end goal, a beautiful and perfect eternity with us, his children. We know that Jesus will return. We know that all will be made new and good and perfect again. I'm personally very thankful this morning that the Lord still reigns.
and that he will continue to reign until the very end. Let's be sure to take encouragement from that this morning. So if the Lord reigns over the gods of this world, over the idols of this world, if God is worthy of this cosmic reign over the heavens and the earth, even over sin and death and evil, then surely God's also worthy of reigning in our lives. Not only is he our creator, but through Christ he's paid the price for our sin in order for us to be in relationship with him. So he's our creator, he's also our saviour. We, we read that he's our, he's our heavenly father. How can we not give him reign over our life? How could we possibly get in the way and put idols and things above him that are distractions? Let's, re- let's let, let's let, that's funny, isn't it? Let's let God reign in our lives. I feel like it's an active choice to do that. We can choose to follow the Lord. We can choose to seek forgiveness, all these things, which are good and bring us into relationship with him. But it's an active choice daily to let God actively reign in your life, for you to submit yourself to him as a vessel to be used for him and his kingdom and his glory. Not only do we owe it to him, but as I mentioned earlier, it's the best life that we will ever live. It's how we experience all of life's blessings, because God's at the centre. And so God's reign actually has plenty to do with our discipleship journey, our relationship with Jesus. It has plenty to do with how we steward our time, our resources, our energy, our day. It's also how we help usher in the kingdom of God, by putting him first, by putting our own lives under his reign. We're all on a journey. We're all at different places. We've all been journeying with God for different amounts of time. We all know him maybe slightly differently than one another. But I just want to share a story this morning of a time where God was not reigning in my life, where I wasn't letting God reign. It was about 10 years ago, and um, I had been following the Lord for a few years, seriously, as in, I'd made a decision to follow him and I was pursuing him, and, or at least I thought I was. <laughs> and, and at this point in my time, uh, uh, yeah, at this point in time, I was unreasonably in debt. I was still struggling with mental health issues. I had emotional attachment issues. I would say I probably didn't have a direction in life. I was just about to finish uni or had just graduated uni uh, in town planning and didn't know quite what I was doing, didn't know if that was for me. And there came this big, crumbling breakdown in my life, a crisis. And this foundation that I'd built my life upon did not cut it. Everything in my life crumbled. And I remember in that moment when everything sort of came to a point and I came to terms with everything that was going wrong in my life, that what I'd tried to do and what I'd try and built had clearly not worked <laughs> at all. And I remember being on the floor. It was a very, it was a very ugly scene. I was in, in the fetal position, not doing too well, crying a little bit. And I remember in that moment truly giving God the reins of my life, truly letting him reign in me and reign over my life. Now, fast forward a few months from that point, 
And even in that short few months, the, the dramatic change that I had seen from God working in my life was incredible. You know, my mental health had improved vastly. I was no longer struggling with emotional attachment issues. My finances were well on the way to being in order. And God even gave me a clear vision for my life. He showed me where I should be going, where I should be pursuing uh, life with him. And all it took was for me to let him reign in my life in order to see that immense change of life, that immense healing in my heart, the immense blessing in my life as well. All it took was for me to let God reign and actually come to a point in my heart, in my mind, in my body, where I truly let God reign. As I said, I was walking with Christ, I was reading the Bible, I was going to church, I was doing all these things, and yet inside, I hadn't actually relinquished that control. I hadn't actually given God truly everything that I had. But in that moment is when he brought incredible change into my life. He did a beautiful work in me, and I'll never forget it. And so my my prayer this morning is, is that for each of us, that regardless of how long we've been walking with Christ or how long we've been part of the church or how long, you know, whatever, if you haven't come to that point of true submission to God, truly coming to him and going, God, I want you to reign in my life. It's not about me. It is entirely about you. If you haven't come to that point, my encouragement and prayer this morning is to reflect and consider that decision this week. Because God's nature is to reign. Human's nature is not to reign. <laughs> we are to be humble, submissive beings under God. We are created under him for a reason. And so we need to let God do his thing as one who reigns, and we need to do our thing as people who submit to God and follow him. Because he is the one who reigns. He reigns over all things. Our best life is lived in true submission to him. And if you want to be challenged in your relationship with Christ, I know that's an unpopular thing, but if you want to be challenged and truly stretched, can I encourage you to read the Gospel of Mark, particularly chapters 10 through to 12, because in, in, that, in those few chapters, you'll see the disciples and Jesus come to a conversation multiple times about what it means to truly follow Christ, and that to follow Christ is actually to become a slave, to become a servant of him. It's no longer about you. It's not about the accolades. It's not about whatever. It's about being in true, holistic, complete submission to the Father. Let's read 97, Psalm 97 once more, just before we wrap up. I've got it on the screen. Awesome. Thank you, Leanne. This is Psalm 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all peoples see his glory. All who worship images are put to shame. All who boast in idols worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and rejoices, and the villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments, Lord. For you, Lord, are the Most High. 
over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. Isn't that great? Just speaks so clearly of who God is, of who he's not, <laughs> of the fact that no one can compare, and that as his righteous ones, we, we're living in light, there is joy in our heart, we get to worship God and praise his holy name because he is worthy. As we start to wrap up this morning, my encouragement is to reflect on the Lord's reign in each of our lives because that is God's nature. Many of us have a relationship with God here this morning, maybe all of us, but I want to, reflect, I want to ask us all to reflect on that word reign and ask ourselves this week, does God reign in my life? Is he the one that calls the shots? Is he the one in control of every element of my life? Is he truly reigning in me? Am I completely sold out for him this morning? It's a confronting and scary thought for some, but can I encourage you that true submission comes with incredible peace, a great release, comes with great freedom, it comes with great blessing. Because we're not meant to carry that burden we're not built, we're not, we're not created to carry the burden, but God is. So my encouragement is that we would all be encouraged in the fact that the Lord reigns this week, but that we would also reflect on God's reign in our life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for who you are. We're so grateful for your character, for your nature, that you are the one who reigns. And Lord, we, we take comfort in that this morning. We, we, we find peace and rest in that this morning. And Father, we just want to reflect too on your reign in our life. Because we, we can fall into ruts. Lord, we can fall into sin. Even though we're with you, even though we know you, Lord, we, we can still fall. And so, Lord, would you use this morning to be just a, a quick checkup? Lord, would you use this morning to to speak to us and to guide us, Lord, to prompt us, to show us the things, Lord, that maybe we're not letting you reign over. Show us the things, Lord, that we're holding too closely to our chest. We want to give all things to you this morning, Lord, because we know that you can do beautiful and better things with them than us. So, Lord, just, just remind us of who we are to you this morning. Help us to find peace and refuge in the fact that you reign, that you are in control. And regardless of what's happening around the world or in our own very lives, Lord, there is peace and comfort in that. We thank you for who you are, Lord. We give you these things in Jesus' name. Amen.